This ain't for you He's coming at ya This ape's for you He wants to love you Apes for you. I'm Kevin Arnold. And I'm Chris Cuffle. And uh, we're here to talk about all things Planet of the Apes. Um, and this time we've got a doozy after we finish those last five movies. Yeah, now we get to get to take it lay back a little bit and we're going to return to the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, uh, it's the animated spinoff television series. Uh-huh. The first two episodes that we watched aired in September of 1975. Yeah, uh, just so you guys know, we're going to do a couple episodes per uh, podcast now uh, just to get these out of the way so we can get back to some more uh, movies, I guess? Yeah, well, I'm kind of excited to get back to the the live-action TV show. That one's a little more fun. This one is a bit of a slog. Yeah, it's kind of... It's not unpalatable, but it verges on it. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some great like backgrounds and like visuals, but when when I say like visuals, I don't mean moving visuals. No, uh, it's um, the animation team that did it. Uh, a I'll cut in the name somewhere in the end or something, but it's the same team that did uh, like. The Ants and Aardvark cartoons and the Pink Panther cartoons. Yeah. Producer Kevin here. I just wanted to add in it's Depati Freeling Enterprises. I have no idea why I thought it was French. Maybe the person's last name. Also known as DFE Films. Uh, it isn't around anymore. Um, and it broke up in 1981, I want to say. Everything else was accurate that I said in the episode, though. It's a French animation team, but they cut corners in the same way Hanna-Barbera did, but less so than Hanna-Barbera, or more so than Hanna-Barbera, oh, oh, I mean. Oh, yeah, it's uh, like... Less it's, corners. Uh, it, there's a lot of panning over still frames. Lots of still frames that they just pan over. Yeah, or if you get a frame where something's moving, it's like a hand that waves, or right. like a mouth Just the that mouth. moves. Yeah, nothing else in the in the photo. Um, it's we could probably do a whole episode just on that on the poor animation of all of them, but we <laughs> yeah. don't we don't no need to like it's it's worth looking up the images on Google uh, because they're beautiful. They're very really good pieces of art, just not good animation. Yeah, yeah, and it's really funny because there are different characters and ideas just taken from like all of the movies. Yeah. All, all over the place. Like, you have characters in strange places, and we'll talk about all this when we get to these things, but it's like, they kind of took the general idea, and then they took a smattering of characters from this movie and that movie and changed their backstories, and kind of threw it all together and, you know, let's let's do this again. And mixed it in with the book. Like, yeah, uh, it's a lot closer to the book. Yeah. So, the beginning of, uh, of the show, much like any of the... F- few movies uh not, not all of them uh begin with the spaceship crash mm-hmm. yeah uh the i i think it's uh the captain is telling letting us know what's going on he's bill hudson yep uh they're talking that it's been like a little over 105 
105 years since they left. And they talk about uh, this uh, time theory. Time, Stanton's time thrust theory. Time thrust. Yeah. So some sort of of thing like where if, if you're traveling fast enough in a certain direction, you, you can you can get there. Like more time will pass than if you hadn't been going as fast. Yeah, uh, I just like the idea of they were like, well, we've already tried Haslin's theory and no one came back, so we'll do uh, Stanton's time thrust theory. Yeah, yeah. They're just gonna explain a freeway instead of a highway changing lanes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that then suddenly, as they're as they're flying along, the Earth clock goes wild, and it starts just shooting up there in the ears. Yeah, and there's um when the ship starts to fail, like they start to crash. There's it literally makes the Pac Man sound. It does. I was uh, like, what? What is happening? This is that Pac Man? They kind of uh you know start crashing, uh, and then they land in the water, uh, and then they cut to uh, Ape City. Yeah. And we get the first view of Ape City, and this is where it's so much closer to the book. It is. Like, all the buildings are super big and ornate. I mean, something like like you'd see in, like, Washington, D.C. Yeah, I actually noticed uh, a lot of the buildings are are famous buildings, but from around the globe, all in one city. There's, like, yeah. the Arc de Triomphe, but, like, near the Thomas Jefferson Memorial, which is behind what looks like a White House or a... a I don't know. It's Large <laughs> library of Yeah, some like, sort. just, like, there's just so many uh, iconic uh, buildings in Ape City. But, yeah, all ornate with uh, ape faces. They have cars. That's unlike uh, the yeah. movies. They have cars yeah. and tanks and stuff. And it goes to a uh, kind of a council meeting where uh, they introduce General Urko, who is a, a gorilla in some sort of high power. Claiming that all humans need to be, or humanoids need to be eradicated. And I kind of wanted to talk about that. Uh, there's, yeah. They differentiate between humanoids and humans. Right. The apes don't, but they do on the show. Right, they do. Um, and so what would be an example of a humanoid? They just call the feral, or, you know, we've been calling them ferals or right. whatever. Right. They just call them humanoids. But I noticed even our heroes, when they meet them, yeah. Call them humanoids and then refer to themselves as humans. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a little funny. And, you know, there's... The the way it's all split up, it just seems like, you know, they have... Like, you can see it all over the place. Like, there's... You can see, like, newspaper stands and, like, it's like a, a real working city. Yeah. Like, they have everything that we would have in a major, major city these days. No smartphones or anything. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's the 70s version of Major City. Uh, So, yeah, they're fighting about how they, if you should kill off all the humanoids. Oh, right, right. And and they're saying, no, no, no. What we're going to do is we're going to do like we've always done. We're going to use some for pets. We're going to use some for, for, you know, target practice or whatever and some for scientific stuff. And it's like, it's very normal, but then it's strange at the end of this hearing uh, Zeus says, you know, if it does turn out they can speak, then we will eradicate yeah, them all. We will kill them all as part of the prophecy. Well, which is, seems counterintuitive, because it's like, well, wait, if they can speak, shouldn't you not kill them? Right. Because they can speak? Yeah. Uh, then, uh, they land, uh, oh, so then they go back to, uh, you know, the astronauts, uh, who have survived, and they say that the year is 3979? Yeah. Is that- 
right? Uh, so it's a little later than where the movies take place. Mm-hmm. If the Earth didn't end and evolution just kept going, yeah, maybe, maybe this th- is where the apes would have made it to? This is the version... Okay, so you know how we were kind of theorizing that the movies are a sped-up version? Yeah. So they might not have ended the same way, like with, with the planet being destroyed because of a skin facer... Okay. Uh, ape war. Yeah. Because at the end of the fifth movie, humans and apes are living together, even though yeah. the statue's crying about it. So this is 3979 in that future. Okay. Uh, somehow apes and humans did become divided again, but just not in the same way. That's why there's ornate buildings and cars and all that stuff. Yeah. Just no, that, that the- works That works. Theorizing for that this no, is, totally. that's the canon of this. Um, so there is still going to... There's still going to be a divide somewhere between apes and humans. It's just not the same divide. On their, So they have this horrible slog to... They don't even know where. They're just trying to walk through the desert. Yeah, it's the desert trip that we've seen in the other movies. But then this one's just por- a poorly animated version of it. Yeah, but it seems to take twice as long. Oh, it's so long. <laughs> uh, for you know a half-hour television show, this was way too much of the episode. Beautiful, you know, uh, all these paintings and hand-drawn cells of, uh, of deserts. Yeah, and at one point they show us some ruined bridges, but they never... They didn't really walk by the, the ruined I, I guess, yeah. We were just seeing their footprints and stuff, so we don't know if they saw it, but they certainly didn't comment on it. Yeah. They name the other characters, finally, uh, other than Bill Hudson. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Judy is the female. And Jeff is the other guy, the, the guy with the turtleneck and the black hair. Yeah. <laughs> There's the blonde guy and the black guy and the woman. Like, it's, yeah. it's very, uh, like, 70s equal... Everyone's, it's just a group of people. Yeah, they're checking all all their boxes. All people are, yeah, checking all their boxes is a good way to put it. Finally, after a really long time of traveling, they show a gorilla spotting them. Yeah, just kind of watching them come in, which never comes back in either episode. No, just a gorilla saw them. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, and then they finally spot uh, plant life, they've find a flower yeah which is good and they're like oh there's got to be water nearby and then uh and then yeah there's an avalanche and then there's fire just like in the movies yeah yeah and the rock slide if you're watching not even too closely if you're just watching it you'll see the boulders are like changing colors in weird ways yeah and stuff. while they're moving like that's not how it's, it's fun <laughs> it's fun it's um kind of trippy it is, a little bit, yeah. Um, and then there's a fire, and then we were talking while watching it about how uh, it was like, you know, an illusion of fire, but then yeah. it becomes real and only attacks their backpacks? Yeah, it totally destroys their backpacks, and then we're like, oh, I guess it's real, but then it disappears. <laughs> and I wrote dick fire down. <laughs> Not dick fire like an STD, but like, that fire is a dick. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, during all this earthquake and stuff, uh, Judy gets taken. Yeah, she, there's an earthquake and she, like, falls through the cracks, but not really. She just kind of gets sucked into the ground. Yeah, she says something to the effect of, help, it's pulling me in, but... <coughs> Sorry. But what we see on the screen is uh, her clinging to the side of a cliff and then falling down into the castle yeah we lost judy <laughs> yeah we lost judy yeah because then the earth just closes, closes right back, back up. up 
Uh, and yeah, Jeff and Bill just kind of are like, oh, we got to slog on. Uh, we got to press on. There's nothing we can do. Let's get up higher. Maybe we can see her. Where did she go? <laughs> and uh, and then when they get up higher, they see Mount Rushmore, but for apes. Yeah, I Mount wrote, Apemore. Yeah, that's what I wrote too. <laughs> <laughs> but with a question mark, like just in case it it's called right. something else. Right. Now Simeon. No. 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 More. <laughs> Rush. Ape. Nah, I don't like it. <laughs> Ape Rushmore. Ape Rushmore. <laughs> then, uh, oh, so they kind of climb over the mountains and they find humans. They see humans, the ferals. Yeah, and they're just like, help us, help us, and then they pass out. They pass out. And then there's a montage of, I was thinking, just comparatively, like, to the movies, the humans we saw in the movies were kind of plains dwellers and tree dwellers. These are yeah. cavemen. These are cavemen. Like, they even have the... Kind of the sloping brow and the, the caveman looks. Yeah, they have, like, pelts and stuff yeah. in a different way than the movies. I don't know. Yeah. These are cavemen. There's a montage of the cavemen yeah. bringing them back uh, from the brink of death. They feed them, and there seems to be... It's a lot of, uh, what is it called, bleed, bleed-overs? Bleed-ins? Yeah. For the montage. Fade-in, fade-outs. And uh, it just seems to be like uh, they lived with them for a little while. It looks like. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a couple days or something. Yeah. They got better. We're able to communicate with them. There's just shots of them sitting around looking like they're talking, but I assume they're not talking. Yeah, they're not really talking, though. They can't be. And uh, then they notice that one of the cave girls uh, has a uh, dog tags on her neck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so they read the tags, and we're thinking, you know, oh, maybe it's Taylor or something. They're Brent's tags. Yeah, Brent, uh, who never came back up in any of the other movies. No, and and Brent, on the dog tags, it calls Brent's date of birth 2079. Right. So this is a different Brent. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, his great-grandchild, or is it just yeah, some other guy named Brent? I, I guess, maybe. I mean, maybe that's how it's all sped up and stuff, but maybe there's weird things that still have to happen in this yeah. dimension. So they so they ask him, well, where's Brent? And then Nova gets tears in her eyes. Yeah. Oh, and, and she and calls she herself says, Nova. Yeah, she says, I'm Nova. Or she doesn't say, I'm Nova. She says, Nova. And points yeah. to herself. Uh, she says, Brent. She, she's she got names down. Yeah, and they introduce themselves as Jeff and Bill. Then they cut back to the apes who have decided to uh, attack humans. Oh, no, they're, this is the human hunts, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have tanks and, like... Rocket launchers and they jeeps. Do. Oh yeah, it's a fully mechanized army. Um, and uh, gas bombs, which they throw into the uh, cave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and on their way out there, yeah, it's just like this huge long procession. They've even got all these cages too that they're going to put the put the humans into. Yeah, Jeff and uh, Nova get away, but Bill gets captured. Yeah, Bill totally gets captured, and uh, gets taken to Ape City. Yeah, and it kind of ends with this conversation between uh, Cornelius and Zira and uh, Zaius, Dr. Zaius, who and they all seem to be friends, like unlike the movie where they start off at odds. Yeah, they seem a lot more close. Like They seem more like they do in Beneath Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and Zaius yeah. is like a mentor. Um, like, he gives them some sage advice, uh, promises them that they can get six specimens yeah. handpicked themselves. The like, best. He even states that the best specimens. Yeah. Um, 
so even though he still believes in the if they talk we kill them all he wants his protégés to have yeah they should still be studying science which is cool that's a little more truth than what he was looking for in the original movies yeah uh, and that's the end of the first episode. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I have to tell you, at the end of every one of these episodes, there is kind of a sigh of relief that it's it's over. over. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of like, thank God. Like, you, you should check them out, though. Like, I, I found that <coughs> it was like the complete series on DVD for super cheap. Like, mm-hmm. it's a fun one to have or throw on in the background. Yeah, it's a good background show because you don't have to watch it. You could just pay attention to it. Although the conversations are slightly inane. They're so simple for children, I guess. They are, and not simple the way they are now, like the way they should be. Yeah. No, they're not... They're simple like... Like a simpleton. Yeah. <laughs> not simple like for people who need simple. Yeah. Oh, uh, General Urko, I, I, maybe we skipped over this. Oh, General yeah. Urko is played by the guy who did Fred Flintstone's voice. Yeah, Henry Corden. Yes. <laughs> but yes. yeah, the, uh, and I think that's the second Fred Flintstone. It was, yeah, when I was just reading through, I guess it was the guy who took over Fred Flintstone's right. voice. But, but you he, can totally he's tell. He's the guy who was Fred Flintstone from like the late 60s through our childhood until he died. Yeah, so he so, was he did a The bulk. most notable Fred <laughs> yeah. Flintstone. Bulk of the series. <laughs> bulk of the series. <laughs> That's it for the first episode of the second season of This Apes For You. Whew, that's kind of a mouthful. We've decided to release these episodes as shorter ones because the show is shorter and it's a lot of us complaining about the animation every episode and nobody needs to hear that all the time. So uh, thanks for sticking around. It's been a year since we released season one and uh, we recorded all that time. We just haven't been releasing episodes. Life gets in the way. You'll hear it in almost every episode that we apologize for. But uh, thanks for sticking around and follow us on Twitter at This Apes For You. Or uh, like our Facebook page if you're still on Facebook. We're going to be setting up a Tumblr page soon with uh, more news about Planet of the Apes and other ape-related things that we enjoy. Thank you for listening, and remember, this ape's for you.